Welcome to the Bridgeway Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Bridgeway, visit our website at bridgeway.cc. Today, our associate pastor, Dr. Steve Hardnett, reminds us that each of us is a masterpiece created by God. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's sermon. Good morning, Bridgeway, Owens Mills, Rice of Town. How are you doing? Good to see all your smiling faces. Wasn't that an awesome worship service? Um, I should be into the presence of the Lord, and God is great. Amen. We thank God for that. I want to. I am Steve Hardnett. I have church of preaching here, and one of the associate pastors. And I want to thank Dr. David Anderson uh, for allowing me to speak this morning. He is on sabbatical, and we pray for him. So, Dr. Anderson, thank you much. with you. I don't like the way you made me. I'm a loser. I can never do anything right. No one loves me but my wife. <laughs> and Lord, why did you make me like this? I'm nobody. You messed up, God. And I don't like brown feet my neighbor. I can't stand him. He thinks he's all in that bag of chips. God, why did you make us anyway? You messed up, God. Yes, Lord? Listen to your own message today? Okay, Lord, I will. Thank you. Today, I'm going to listen to my own message. And I want you to listen as well. Because God didn't mess up when he made you and I. He made a masterpiece. And I want to demonstrate to you today, this morning, how awesome this masterpiece of God is. Let's go with me now. First of all, have you ever felt insignificant? Do you have low self-esteem issues? Have you ever wondered why you are here, or does God even care about me or you? Do you know you and I are the apple of God's eye? And you and I are not an afterthought in the plan of God. This morning, I'm going to show you from the scriptures that we are not after plan, our plan or on the back burner, but we are part of God's original design even before the creation of the world. Our text this morning is seen in Psalms 139. And I'm going to read that now. In this passage, the psalmist David is overwhelmed with praise and thanksgiving about the awesome creation of humanity. He said this, He made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so fearfully and wonderfully complex. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They cannot be measured. I cannot even number them. They are outnumbered, the grains of sand. And when I wake up, guess what? You are still there. Medical science will tell you that the complexity of the human body is still being discovered today. 
and very little is known about the human mind. If you don't believe God didn't think something special about us as his masterpiece, the apple of his eye, then go to John Hopkins this afternoon and study the medical science. And we think we know a lot about the human body, but we know very little. But you know, even more exciting than that, it is you and I are so unique. You are the only you on planet Earth. There is no one like you, and thank God no one like me. <laughs> Listen to this. Your face and features are yours. Your voice, your personality, your background, your characteristics, your fingerprints are uniquely yours. How do I know? Commit a crime and they will find you. <laughs> your abilities, your smile, that very handshake you gave me this morning, that's yours. Everything about you is found only in you as an individual and no one else in the history of creation will be like you. Why? Because God wanted you to be you. As Pastor Mitch always say, be the best version of who? You. you. All right. You got that. You listen. He designed you now to be unique, distinct, and significant as human beings. Listen to this. The human body God created in the womb is indeed wonderfully made. The heart beats about 70 times per minute and pumps 2,000 gallons of blood per day. An average body contains one trillion cells. The brain contains, contains one billion nerve cells. Human kidneys process daily about 130 quarts of blood to filter out waste and water. The skeletal system has 206 bones connected into integral systems of cartilage and ligaments. The skeletal system not only enables us to move, but also helps us produce blood and stores calcium. We are special. We are unique. Amen. <clears throat> but I want to show you now and demonstrate to you how we are unique. Here, show a slide now about the concept. Where did it all begin? And it should be a, a plot of land here. Imagine now you're an architect and you want to build what is on the bottom part of your screen here. The architect has the, uh, uh, the ability to look at that vacant lot with all them trees and see in his mind the finished product. Even before one bulldozer brought in or one tree has been taken down, the engineer, the architect can look and say, this is what it's going to look like. And I want to show you today that God said when he created us, he didn't plan it the last minute, but he knew way before anything was created that how you and I were going to be. How we're going to look. We we're going to be. We are the masterpiece. We are the apple of God's eye. Ever mentioned this plan, the building we just talked about? But also, my wife has a garden. That's part of it. And she imagined this garden before anything was out there but dirt. And she said, honey, that's some honeydew stuff. <laughs> so this morning, if I kind of lean a little bit because she worked me to death, <laughs> it, it, her idea 
It was her design, but I helped her. <laughs> it helped her. It helped her. No, she didn't. <laughs> Everything that we do. I'm sure that everyone in this room has a picture or a picture something in your mind that you want to create. If you have, raise your hand. Anybody else said in your mind, I want this room to look like this. I want this painting to look like this. Well, all of this happened in your mind before anything was happening or was in reality. We complete the project in our mind way before the first nail is driven or a stroke of the paintbrush. Beauty and splendor do not begin in the material world. It begins in our mind, in our imagination. We can see our ideas in full completion and beauty. Now, if we as humans can do that, imagine God saw you and I in the mind way back in before eternity passed. He saw you here. He saw me. He saw you here. He saw your origin of family. He heard you. He know your voice. He know we're going to work. You are not an afterthought. We are God's masterpiece. We are the apple's eye. We are special. We are unique. And I have to tell myself that too. Because quite as a camp, I suffered with no self-esteem. And I struggled with that because my daddy always, and Pastor Jim, when you saw hear stuff now, always told me I was not going to be anything. Can I tell you that? I'm going to get buried off my notes a little bit. I still have that time to be. <laughs> I remember growing up, being told by my dad, who was uh, adopted us. I was banned by my mom and dad, of course and my natural mom, and never knew my dad. And we had 11 of us in this house. Wasn't related by birth, but related you know, by the family. So I had this low self-esteem. But God began to change me around eighth grade and show me that I was unique. Amen. And he would use me. I'm not bragging. Out of 11 of us, all my brothers and sisters got good grades in school. I mean, they opened a book and they just aced the exam without even reading it. <laughs> my sister started college never graduated I'm the only one at the 11 not only graduated but I got a post degree doctor degree I'm not saying I have to brag but I'm saying God knew before I was formed in my mother's womb that I would be left in the hospital by my mom I would never know my natural dad but God said I know the plans I had for you and he knew that I be here today in Bridgeway Community Church preaching this message. You are not an afterthought. Now, let me talk a little bit about this whole process of this masterpiece. It is a work of outstanding artistry, skill, and workmanship. I can't emphasize enough. Every breath you take is a very integral, complex system. I always thought that the digestive system was, I eat my food, it goes down my little intestine, big intestine, and that's it. Do you know the digestive system is so complex that medical science is still learning about today? We are fearfully one of me. So here, when did this thought? Before the foundation of the world? Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I was formed in, my, in a womb, I what? Knew you. Oh, you mean God, you knew me before I came out? God, you knew me before I 
family boy? Whoa. God, you can have such a human. Yes, he did. Before I was born. And I decided, I'll, well, can't be out of here. I don't believe in abortion because I believe life begins at conception. Oh, I got in trouble now. I'm sorry, Pastor. Okay. Before you're born, I set you apart. I approached, I appointed you as a prophet to me. So God appointed you for this very time. He knew you before you were born. Isn't that good news? We are not an afterthought in God's economy. We are fearfully and wonderful. So now let me talk about two words real quick here. What does fearfully mean? Well, in Hebrew, it means to create with great reverence and heartfelt. The key word here is interest. God created us because he wanted someone that could worship him. There's no other creation or creatures on earth that worship but us. Angels worship God, but they don't know by grace. We worship God out of grace. <laughs> we worship God because we haven't seen him, but yet we love him. We have a free will worship. We don't have to bow down and become forced to. God created us uniquely and specially because he wanted a people that will worship him. Isn't that wonderful? We're not after thought. Wonderfully. If that which is unique and set apart from the rest, and we said that earlier, we're not like animals. Amen. Now, let me talk about this thing a little bit, and uh, I have a little uh, uh, disclaimer here. I'm not into dolls. <laughs> <laughs> this is my granddaughter's doll, and uh, I just bought it to show you today. Okay, tell me. <laughs> Watch the passage Okay, okay. In Genesis 1 26, then God said, What? Let us make mankind in our image and our likeness. And I like this. God created everything by what? The word of his mouth. Then God said it was good. Was the spoken word of God not powerful enough to make mankind? Yes. God can do everything? Yep. One thing God didn't do, he didn't speak up. He spoke the stars into existence, and the stars were there. He spoke the planets into existence, he said, and it was good. He spoke uh, the waters and the rivers and the oceans and the flying things and the creeping things and things under the sea. He said, and it's all good. Hey, I just spoke it. Wonderful God. God, you're powerful. Oh, I'm not speaking this into existence. Genesis 2 7. I didn't give it to him until you won't see my screen. Then the Lord God. Form what? Man from the dust of the ground and breathe into the, him the breath of life and man became a living being. God couldn't speak it. God had to step down and get on his knees and get his hands into the muck and the mire of the storm and to make us. And then had the audacity as he made us breathe us. We are not an afterthought. God, we are hands-on. And any true masterpiece, any true artist has to be a hands-on approach. You can't paint a painting or a portrait by speaking it. You gotta get there and get into the stuff. I will. I will. I'm being obedient, honey. So he got he got busy, didn't he? Got in there. <laughs> got dirty. And I'm gonna show you later on, he got dirty another time too. 
God didn't speak salvation. I'll tell you that later. He got dirty. He came into our world. We are not an afterthought. We are God's. We are God's what? Got it. Good students, listen. What does the image of God mean? What does that have to do with anything? Well, 10 quick characteristics. I'm going to kind of go through this real quick and show them to you. We are so unique because when God breathed in us, we became Zoe. Zoe. Not just bio. How many study biology in school? Okay, not many of you study biology? Okay. Okay, well, that's okay. Biology is a study of. Biology is what? The study of what? Living things. And we studied that in school. But we are not just biology. We're not just living. Animals live. Plants live. You know, uh, creatures in the sea live. We are zoe. It is a Greek word for life. God life. God breath. So we're unique. We're not just bio. We are what? Zoe. We are we have very breath, very nature, very personality of God. That makes us different. So here we are. Because of that, we have awareness, number one. Unlike animals, we have the ability to know we are here. You say, I don't know why I'm here or not. Pinch yourself. <laughs> Touch the person next to you. You say, wow, they're here. Be quiet a minute. Think what we are now. We have awareness, see? The Bible says, then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized they were naked, so they what? So fit me together and made covering from stuff. They were aware, they realized awareness. Secondly, we are reason. We can reason. We have the ability to reason. But uh, Job said, but I desire to speak to the Almighty God to what? Argue. The Hebrew word, I can reason. I can back and forth communicate with God to reason why God and ask questions and dialogue with God. That's the ability animals can't do, but we have human building. Morality. We have a God consciousness. Every man and woman, according to Romans chapter 1, 2, and 3, tells us that every man, boy, girl, born in this world, every boy and girl born in this world, has the ability to know God. We know the right from wrong. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, divine nature, has been clearly seen, being what? Being understood from what has been seen, so that we are without excuse. Amen. Language. We have language. We can speak. We don't make the sound. <laughs> What did I say? Nothing. I made noise. You know? Animals make noise. We can speak an intelligible language. We can demand nonverbal. We can communicate. We can text. Yeah, we all text all that. So all that's that we have because we are uniquely different. Personality. Isn't that good news? I have a personality. You have personality. In grade school, we say, I have a personality. You have a personality. All God's children have personalities. So that's good, right? So is it? No. I am me, and you are you. Anybody in this room right now, tell me they have seen two people just alike, raise your hand. I mean, just alike. No, we don't. There are some basic characteristics that go across the board, but no two people are 
you glad that no more men around? Hey, y'all so nice, man. Y'all talk. You talk to me later. No. Love and affection. How many of you love to be loved? We can love. We can give love. Receive love. Bible says here, if it wasn't true, God wouldn't, wouldn't tell us. A new commandment I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love what? One another. Because we have the ability to love. And we all want love. What love got to do with it? A whole lot. <laughs> I won't sing it, honey. Beauty. Last way. Mankind. We have beauty. Everyone wants to design something. We love beauty. We love things that look nice. It's something about mankind. We like to make things look nice. <laughs> okay. Good thing I don't answer for that one. We're social creatures. That's understood. But if you walk in the light and I he is in the light, he is we have fellowship one with another. We love to connect. How you know? We told service today. We gotta turn the lights on and say, well, you gotta can stay hanging, we gotta what talk, whatever, you gotta get out of here. No, we don't we don't ring you out. But people love to hang around, don't we? How many of you love people? Love to connect. We're social creatures. Why? God is a social creature. Free will. We know that. Question over and over again says, why do God allow people to do bad things? Why do God allow people to go into supermarkets and shoot up people? Where is God? First thing I say, we got free will. Free will is good and free will is dangerous. But God wouldn't be God if he didn't allow free will to exercise its rights. So God stepped back but we have free will. Lastly, we're complex. We're the most complex biological creatures on earth. Amen? Isn't that good news? Now, before I finish, I got some bad news for you. Ready? Something happened to the masterpiece. In the garden, show the slides that you put, the masterpiece was marred. It was damaged. It was destroyed. The fall would change everything. God's beautiful masterpiece will be marred and destroyed by sin. Sin will now affect God's perfect intention for the masterpiece. I guess it didn't come up yet. Okay. Before the fall, man had a right standing with God. He had fellowship with God. We know the story. After the fall, our relationship with God was broken and sin and shame and fear entered in. Now we have anxiety problems. Now we have uh, uh, interracial problems. Now we have social problems. Now we have all kind of cultural problems. Now we have hate. We have dissidents, what do you call it? We're separated from God. We hide in the darkness to hide our sin and our evil. Sin has caused that beautiful masterpiece to be damaged. What we see now is not God's original intended it is. It's ruined. And that don't have to stay like that. Because God's, he is a God of restoration. There was a consequence for sin. We see it. The earth has been cursed and the environment around us no longer yield without hard labor. How many worked hard this week? <laughs> How many worked hard every week? How many don't work at all? No, <laughs> no raise your hand. Physical death enters humanity. I don't care how many funerals I've done, I've done many. You can perfume it, 
You can put nice clothes on it. You can sing nice songs, but death is ugly. Death is painful. I'm sure many of us in this room have experienced the loss of a loved one. We're grieving now, Pastor Mitch, because loved ones have been taken away from us. Death is ugly, but death is not God's natural intention. God is life. God is not death, but because of sin, there are consequences of sin. Now the picture has been marred, it's been damaged, it's been, just, it's been broken. But God come back with a great, awesome restoration plan. He says, finally, I will come and put this thing together. I was created, oh, I want to, so what happened then, what happened to it? He said, everything he did was for a purpose. And he said in the scripture, in the word here, he says, now I'm going to restore it back, but it's going to be over a period of time. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10 says, For it is by grace, oh, you have been saved. Through faith, it's not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can what? Both. Listen now, here's one. For we are God's handiwork, and we are his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for to do good works, who God has prepared for us, where? In advance before anything was. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a damaged portrait of Rembrandt repair itself? If you have, then I want to talk to you later. <laughs> we cannot repair the mess. We broke it. We tore it up. We can't repair it. We are his handiwork. Now, let me give five more minutes. Let's go back. If we were in the mind of God before the foundation of the world and God said it will be completed, just like he said it was, because it was broken or marred in the fall does not deter or take away from God's eternal purpose, he will still complete it Amen. through the restoration progress of Jesus. If you are here, and you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you are on the wrong track. The only way you're going to be restored in that fullness and complete masterpiece that God designed, you have to come to the one who is a handyman, who is a masterpiece maker, who is an artist, who can take that broken, ruined, and marred piece of our artwork and come out of way through his son, Jesus Christ. And let me tell you this. He did not do it by standing up in heaven and saying, well, get fixed. He came down again on the cross, down and said, I have to come into this world and identify with the brokenness and the shame and the disgust and the criminal activity and the brutalness and the ugliness of mankind. And I will put on flesh and I will experience it myself and I'm going to be just like them but without sin because the only way I can redeem them, I've got to know how they feel. i got to know what they're in. i got to experience the mess they're in. But I'm going to hang on the cross. And I'm going to pay the supreme price, the debt that they deserve. That I'm going to die and give them their rights, my righteousness, so the masterpiece can be turned upside down and repainted and designed and organized. And one day, God's going to take that masterpiece and show it off to all eternity. You and I. You and I. 
how to display for God. Are you there? You're getting there. Every true work in my closing, every artist, picture, and museum represents the person, the artist behind it. That scripture says, the work that God prepared for us, that we may walk in it. Woo! I can't save myself by having responsibility to live for Christ. In a way, when people see my this masterpiece of God, they see the God behind it. We go to work tomorrow. When God sees your masterpiece, we see the artist behind it. When they look at you and say, ooh, wow, that's Jesus. Being demonstrated in Tony, Pastor Gary. Wow, I see that masterpiece. Wow, I see a replica of Jesus. But guess what? Finally, one day, it will be finished and completed. Closing, finally, here's the application. Since you and I are God's true masterpiece, here's what we should do. Say this, I mean, in your own heart. You want to say that loud right now. I'm created in the image of God, therefore, I see myself and others and valuable. Yes, yes. We have no right to destroy or talk down or desecrate God's masterpiece. You don't own me. I don't own you. I'm God's property. You are God's property. Because you are, I have no right to put my hands on God's property. You have no right to put your hands on God's property either. Because you don't belong to yourself. You've been bought, oh, brought with a price. I think that's scripture. We bought with a price. Somebody paid for me. I belong to him. You don't have a right to talk about me. I don't have a right to talk about myself. I don't have a right to say I'm dumb or stupid. No. I Because I don't belong to myself. I don't own myself. I belong to the master designer. I'm just a rep. I'm a demonstration of what's behind me. Christ, who's working in me. Uh, he's not finished with me, but he's painting this thing up. Woo! He gets the, the wrinkles out of it and, and, and touching it up with the mark by sin. He's brushing it off and, and, and uh, brush stroking, call it something like that, make it look nice. But one day, he will hand to the Father. The Father will say, Back to Jesus. <laughs> Number two, I uh, Since I am a masterpiece of God, I am the representative of the artist behind me. Therefore, I want to live in such a way that will bring glory and praise to the master designer. I am therefore thankful for who he is. Finally, I will walk in complete assurance, listen now, of God's promise. Being confident, being confident, being what? Confident in one thing, that I who began a good work, oh, that he who began a good work in you, what will carry it on to it? Completion until the what? Day of Christ. When Christ comes, God promises you may be messed up now, but God's going to complete you. 
God's his word is his bond. He will not go against his word. Yeah. I want you to repeat this after me. And put your name there. God made only one. Put your name there. Okay. He did so. With precision. Of an expert craftsman. Lord. Thank you. You made only. One day. Thanks for listening to the Bridgeway Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. You can learn more about Bridgeway by visiting our website at bridgeway.cc. You can download today's sermon notes at the link in the description. We hope to see you soon in person at our Owings Mills Reisterstown campus. Thanks for listening and have a great week.